You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Lorraine Barber Miller. She's the Chief Marketing and E-Commerce Officer at Philips, a 130-year-old company that's going through a large marketing transformation. And on the show today, Lorraine and I talk about what makes Philips unique, her background starting at IBM and then ADP before Philips. We talk about the B2B and B2C complexities of Philips's business, as well as the global marketing transformation that she's leading and how she breaks it down. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lorraine Barber Miller. Well, Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alan. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, I, I always like starting off with something fun with everybody that comes on, if we if we can find something. And I hear you lived on a man-made island. <laughs> yes. That's the first time I think that's been on the show. So tell me about the man-made island. So um, during my time in Dubai, I lived on the Palm Jumeirah, which I think most people have heard quite a bit about over the years. It was an incredible experience and always a fun fact to be able to share. And Dubai is, uh, I've never been, but it, it seems like a wildly interesting place, just in particular, the real estate development. I, I can't wait to, to go one day. Absolutely. One of my favorite places. 
Well, Lorraine, I'd love to hear about your career journey. 20 years at IBM, then ADP, and now you're at Philips, a 130-year-old company as their EVP, Chief Marketing and E-Commerce Officer. What motivated you to join you know, IBM and then maybe the, the other two stops along the way? Yes, Alan, I've had the great privilege of leading a global community of 3,000 practitioners at Philips who are absolutely passionate about making a meaningful impact in the world and bringing our purpose to life. I joined Philips in February 2020, and I'm based in Amsterdam at our global headquarters. My career uh, spans 25 years in marketing, communications, and sales disciplines, and as you rightfully mentioned, prior to joining Philips last year, my previous assignment was at ADP, where I was the global CMO and uh, successfully built the company's digital first and data-driven marketing organization and efforts. I also had the privilege of leading their first ever global purpose-driven rebrand in their 70-year history. And uh, prior to ADP, I spent over 20 years at IBM where I held a number of senior marketing leadership uh, positions, both domestically as well as internationally and across mature and growth markets. What motivated me to join IBM straight out of university was really the opportunity to join what is an iconic and relevant brand. I felt immense pride in becoming an IBMer and had the opportunity to continuously learn throughout my career and build new businesses for them around the world. And then at ADP, I was motivated by the opportunity to continue to reinvent myself and to join what was a compelling organization and role at the time and become the global CMO of a Fortune 250 company with the opportunity to build out their marketing and communications function and, as I said, lead the global rebrand. And then most recently, what motivated me to join Philips is that we have an incredible purpose, which is improving people's health and well-being through meaningful innovation uh, with the ambition to touch 2.5 billion people a year by 2030. It's really an organization that has enjoyed over 130 years of innovating always resilient, always relevant with bold moves, focusing on technology. And it's and I believe it's a real privilege for us as marketers to be at Philips and be the steward of this compelling purpose. We're one of the most valuable brands in the world, and uh, we're starting from a position of strength. So that's a bit about my career journey and how things have come about. The scale of each of those companies is unbelievable. And it's just if, if you reflect on the size of them, frankly, and Philips, your goal of reaching two and a half billion people per year. I mean, that's amazing. And the purpose work that you've done both at ADP and now at Philips um, is pretty interesting as well. Now, you joined Philips at a very interesting time. <laughs> uh, it was February of 2020. The global pandemic was just getting underway. What was that like joining a healthcare technology company during one of the most historic, you know, pandemics I, I, I guess the, the, the world has seen? Well, I was just six weeks into my new role at Philips, having relocated to a new country when the pandemic began. And we went into the first lockdown and started working from home in the Netherlands. But what I will share with you is that the pandemic really deepened our commitment to our triple duty of care, to our people, our customers, 
and our business because the pandemic was impacting all of them in ways that were unimaginable just a few months earlier. And I truly witnessed and saw that it reinforced our purpose. It sharpened our focus and it truly enhanced our ability to tackle challenges with speed and agility. What used to take years now took weeks or months in the industry. And, you know, many times in, in times of crisis, people will ask themselves, what can they do to help? And the answer isn't always clear. It was very unpredictable, fast moving events that create an environment of uncertainty and can leave us feeling disempowered. And during these early days at Phillips, I had a greater appreciation of the power of the brand purpose to overcome these obstacles and to drive our teams to success in even the most difficult times. We really saw our purpose as our guiding principle in response to the pandemic, helping to instill confidence and clarity among our own people, our employees, and our customers alike. And, you know, our brand purpose and the marketers that nurture it um, will continue to play a critical role as we look ahead into the next stage of what the pandemic and the challenges will bring and present to us. It's definitely an interesting time and kudos for you. I mean, just on a personal note, relocating, <laughs> adjusting, <laughs> and then digging in um, during this critical moment, both for the company as well as the world. So kudos for that. That's a lot of change all at once. Philips has this unique mix of B2B and B2C business across the health continuum. How do you think about that complexity? Not every business has both, both modes of business. We are uniquely positioned to leverage this expertise and experience across both the clinical and consumer domains in that we do help healthcare providers, payers, consumers, customers really address the challenges they face by being able to apply that unique ability and to develop and deliver solutions that span the health continuum. Now, we visualize that healthcare as a continuum because it really suggests the notion of continuous care throughout one's life journey. And it becomes very compelling when we start to think of this continuum as being connected. So we ideally at Philips are positioned to help consumers along their health journey and to connect them to their caregivers for the right interventions at the right time and the right place. And we ultimately want to deliver integrated solutions that connect the health continuum by helping individuals take an active approach to their own health, breaking down barriers, facilitating a seamless flow of data so that patients no longer need to answer the same questions repeatedly, and to give clinicians the tools that they need to make a precision diagnosis and deliver personalized treatment, and ultimately supporting that patient's recovery when he or she returns home. It's a lot to, to do, but it, it does seem like if you focus on the patient and the consumer, that's kind of the, the unifying thread, right? Everything kind of then revolves around, around their journey through the care that they receive. It makes a lot of sense. So we talked about a lot of change, but you're driving change within the marketing organization as well. You're on this process of global marketing transformation. Can you tell me more about the journey you're on and, and, and why? 
Absolutely. So we're seeing profound changes in the healthcare landscape. Within the last year, we've seen significant shift where we've witnessed governments, the private sector, and the public prioritizing and strengthening healthcare systems. As we all know, we're at an inflection point in healthcare and health tech with powerful trends reshaping our landscape. So for example, it's a growing industry with a broad range of drivers from demographics to demand for better care. And we're seeing the pressures of growing and aging populations with rising chronic disease. And we're seeing profound shifts in the marketplace like digital now allowing more connections, more precision with AI and personalization. We're also witnessing consumers being more engaged in their health and an increasing focus on prevention, as well as a consolidation of retailers in the consumer space and healthcare providers and payers in the healthcare uh, arena as well. And then finally, a shift in where healthcare is given and received out of the hospital and into the home and other settings. And so at Philips, we have such an incredible responsibility. It's our privilege and our obligation to serve our customers as many people in society truly depend on us. And I've always felt that as a marketing leader, and given our experience and privileged position, we need to lead, inspire, and act responsibly, and therefore play an active role in addressing these global challenges that we face. Now, considering these market dynamics and shifting trends, Alan, we are transforming the function at Philips to build world-class capabilities in order to position Philips as ultimately the leading health tech partner to our customers and consumers. So that's a bit about the external lens. Now, if I zoom in to the function and how we're transforming within Philips, my aim as the functional leader is to build a world-class marketing and e-commerce function that ultimately differentiates Philips, as I said. And we're doing this by driving compelling and signature end-to-end experiences across the, both the consumer and professional domains. So how are we evolving marketing at Philips? We have built a marketing strategy based on five strategic priorities or imperatives, which includes strengthening and protecting our brand leadership. So what I mean by that is around our consumer and professional portfolios to differentiate us while we also maintain the strong consumer lifestyle leadership that most individuals would recognize us for based on our core or historical portfolio. Number two, really focusing on customer centricity. So very easy to say, very challenging to actually do, but this is really very much about us prioritizing and relentlessly focusing on our key audiences in our portfolio marketing, in our value proposition creation, in our omni-channel planning, engagement, activation, and loyalty approaches. And third, very much around investing and driving digital first and always on engagements and commerce to meet the consumer in terms of D2C or the customer in terms of D2B, where and how they want to be engaged. And then fourth, 
Of course, I have to mention leading with data-driven marketing and advanced analytics for insights and predictive intelligence to help inform us as we develop very targeted and effective marketing activation. And last but not least, or I should say the first four are all possible if we have the fifth. And it's really all about our people and our talent. It's about how do you strike the right balance between the art and the science of our profession and create that high performance culture based on agility, expertise, and collaboration while we recruit, develop, and retain the very best talent with those contemporary skills. So really a bit about our five strategic priorities that we believe will get us to world-class at Philips and ultimately position us as that leading health technology partner in the marketplace. I love the the fifth element, and you rightfully say that the rest depend on it, or is the people and the talent. And I, I believe I got the number right from our previous conversation. You've got 3,000 practitioners of marketing, something like that. Yes, that's right. That's a large group of marketers. How did you you know, how do you, how do you engage at, at that scale? You know, and maybe it's just like you said, and, and where you started, which is, you know, reflecting on the external environment and the changes that are going on there. But I, I'm just curious, like, you know, as, as a people leader, how, how do you engage them on this transformation journey? In fact, I think it's about um, driving real clarity in terms of what our North Star is and what role we play in the growth of the business and ultimately to serve our customers and consumers. And we can talk more about that in terms of how we went about establishing and really leading the transformation in depth, because it's certainly more than just myself as an individual leader in the organization. It takes the entire leadership team of Phillips. And we've been very successful in securing that commitment and the support across the organization. But I would say clarity, constant communication. And it's really ultimately the North Star that I mentioned earlier about improving 2.5 billion lives a year. That's meaningful, right? And I think everyone can get very much behind that and understand their individual roles on how to impact that. I agree that a goal like that in itself motivating. You know, you mentioned your role includes e-commerce responsibilities as well. So you're the chief marketing and e-commerce officer. That's a unique combination. And I'm just curious, how does that play a role in this transformation as well? And it, it, it seems like it's a requirement almost, but I don't know if you agree with that. Yes, indeed. I believe the inclusion of e-commerce in my scope has made the role even more compelling and impactful to the business. So in leading the global marketing transformation at Philips, we've really invested intelligently and significantly in driving digital first and always on engagement in commerce to meet our consumers and our customers where and how they want to be engaged, which is absolutely critical to our engagement and our, our, our success. Now, we're evolving by taking a holistic and omni-channel, omni-touch approach in how we interact with these consumers and customers. 
And becoming digital first means that we invite, we activate, we engage with our customers and consumers wherever, whenever, and however they want. And so that has required us to truly harmonize our tech stack and standardize, automate our data and our processes to allow for that direct consumer and patient engagement. So we're really embracing the latest marketing engagement uh, technologies, including AI and ML. And as well, we're looking at emerging business models and new channels to enable these across the organization and create new value exchanges with customers and consumers. It's a lot, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, it, it, to change, I mean, it, the business is changing, the environment is changing, uh, you know, you're motivating employees with this huge purpose um, of impacting two and a half billion lives per year. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And adding channels and, and new modes of getting to market, if you will. And it's a mouthful just to say all at once, frankly, <laughs> more than a year in now, but like um, it, the pandemic, I'm sure threw a monkey wrench into things, but like, how, how do you feel at this point with the change that you've been able to uh, accumulate to this point? And I know it's a long-term plan, I'm sure. It's a journey. However, I would say, fortunately, we leveraged the pandemic as a catalyst to that change to accelerate our work and to drive the level of urgency and focus in order to make this a reality in such a short period of time. So while we're very pleased and have seen tremendous uh, success uh, and momentum in the marketplace as evidenced by uh, our MPS scores with customers and consumers. We also believe that we have a relentless focus of continuous improvement to really understand our customers and consumers' needs, but not only understand, and but yet anticipate and be able to address those needs in a rapid fashion. So while we're pleased with the progress and the momentum we've enjoyed, we still believe that uh, there is so much to do. And as we know, in our profession, it's changed beyond recognition in the past, I would say, even five years, based on, as you rightfully said, the technology disruptions, new channels, new expectations of customers and consumers. And so um, I think we're, we're at the point where we're, we're never done, right? Because we're constantly evolving and, and, and attempting to anticipate the future. 
it's amazing what you've been able to do so far. And I, I, I want to talk about one more change that you've recently announced, which is the consolidation of agency relationships with OMD worldwide. How did that play a role in the overall marketing transformation that you're going through? So, Alan, we recently concluded a review of our agencies and we appointed Omnicom Group, uh, which we would recognize as an industry leader, as our global integrated creative media and communications agency of record. And we really look to, as we're looking to really extend our leadership in the health tech space as that strategic partner, that solutions partner, Omnicom is going to play a rather important role in our world-class capabilities, helping us to deliver personalized, differentiated experiences. And we're going to continue to advance our digital first and always on engagement and e-commerce strategies, which, as we said earlier, would enable us to meet customers and consumers where they are, how they want to be engaged, and ultimately live and bring our brand purpose to life. Now, Omnicom brings very strong capabilities um, across all three disciplines, creative media and communications to our partnership, and they've assembled an impressive team led by TBWA for creative, OMD for media, and Fleshman Hillard and Ketchum for communications, alongside uh, talent and capabilities across their network from interbrand, critical mass, OPMG. It sounds like through the consolidation, you've been able to like, if you will, hone in on the, the specific specialties and like uh, specific kind of um, accelerator capabilities maybe is the best way to describe that within the broader network. Absolutely. You've gone, I mean, as we've been talking about this, I mean, you're, the industry is going through change. You're driving marketing transformation also on a e-commerce journey and, you know, making partner capability upgrades. What advice would you have for other CMOs that are considering making a change or starting or leading a transformation effort? Well, I would say first and foremost, clarity is key. The why, the what, and the how of the transformation need to be clearly articulated and must drive business impact. Naturally, securing commitment from the leadership team and within the marketing organization are critical to the transformation success. But if I step back for a moment and think about the context in which we operate at Philips, Thankfully, as we said, we've enjoyed 130 years of innovation and change. Of course, we've been uh, we've gone under uh, undergone significant change over the course of this period, and ever so more recently. And so, as I think about our re- leadership team, we are very reflective of this mindset and this approach. It's a very transformational, forward-looking team. We're each driving great change in our respective businesses and markets while we're managing disruptions related to the various industry challenges we spoke of earlier. So when I I outlined for the executive committee and the supervisory board the why, or rather the reasoning behind our strategic imperatives and transformation and the how we would deliver on this strategy, I had the full support of the team and they offered 
all of their help and commitment to this transformation, which is real proof that marketing is truly valued at Philips and its success is seen as everyone's responsibility within our leadership team. And then next was to get the marketing organization to buy into the vision. As we said earlier, that earlier, this really starts with understanding what the North Star is. In our case, when we're improving or aspiring to improve 2.5 billion lives per year by 2030, that truly explains or indicates to our teams and our people the ultimate impact that we will have on the world. Um, and this also means that each individual and each team within the function has a role to play. So each team has its strategies that align and achieve our business goals, and those roll up to our, the operations of our entire organization. So for example, if you're in digital marketing and e-commerce, you have strategies on how you're going to personalize the digital first experiences across all touch points informed by data. If you're on the content team, you have goals and strategies that are aligned with what it takes to support a persona-based approach and engagement strategies. If you're a marketing manager in one of our markets, your role is to proactively seek real-time feedback and data to understand, as we said earlier, current and future customer needs and those challenges that are impacting their world. So instead of launching hundreds of products a year, this should enable us to bundle together our lead with or what we call champion products, services, and solutions to address specifically those pressing opportunities or needs. We're all accountable to the business and ultimately to our customers and consumers. And as everyone specifically knows his or her individual role and how it plays with measurements around it as well, I think we're very fortunate to have such a strong and compelling North Star that everyone understands and can contribute to based on where they sit in the organization. I love the way you, you detailed the plan. I mean, from starting with the leadership buy-in and the board to, you know, the marketing organization buy-in that we've talked about and the, frankly, what you were just describing, which is the role clarity within the marketing organization and all of its independent sub-functions, so to speak, the goal alignment that you've been driving and the measurement to to make sure that you, everyone knows if they're achieving what you're trying to set out to do. It's very structured. Like I applaud your efforts. Like it, it's kind of amazing how you've been able to architect this because a lot of times I, I find marketers and, and anybody that's frankly going through this much change, sometimes it's hard to step back and, and see everything which you've well architected all of these various components. Any tips on how to how to step back and see the whole plan? Well, that's very kind of you, Alan. I will tell you, of course, it requires clear thinking because it is quite a complex, large-scale transformation that is even beyond our function. Of course, as our function touches every aspect of the business, we do need to do quite a bit of stakeholder alignment uh, and management to ensure we have the right commitment moving forward. But I do believe you have to have clear thinking 
you need to be able to sequence the transformation and understand how much change the organization can absorb at a given time. And certainly it's, uh, it's more than myself. It's my leadership team and every leader in the organization that lifts this transformation and makes it a reality for Phillips. I would also say it requires discipline, rigor, measurements, absolutely, because any well-performing business is also very well-managed. It reminds me of a book that I'm listening to on Audible right now. Um, it's uh, I'll give the title if, if you're interested, which is When, when More is Not Better. It's uh, written by Roger Martin, who's a former business school head in Canada, but a great thinker frankly. And um, most of it's about systems thinking, frankly, and how all of the components fit together, whether he's talking about the economy overall or democracy system or businesses. And I think you've got kind of a systemic approach here that you're you're attacking on all fronts, um, which should make it very sustainable to to have this change come to life and, and stick, frankly. If Roger's right, <laughs> so, um, which I think he is, he, he's uh, he's quite quite a successful uh, person and, and thinker in this field. So, but uh, anyway, it, it's worth a read um, or a listen. I will definitely check that out and get that on my summer list for sure. I want to switch gears because we love to get to know the person behind the microphone a little bit further. And my most favorite question to ask, frankly, is has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Absolutely, Alan. I have to reflect on the time that I spent working internationally in Dubai, Prague, now Amsterdam, of course, in addition to my native U.S. I believe these international experiences have shaped me into a true global leader These experiences have changed me both personally and professionally because I've had the opportunity to live with and understand how other cultures influence mindsets, behaviors, and motivations. I can only imagine. I've not, I've visited many of those places and others, uh, but never lived outside the U.S. And uh, I I know that's a, that's a huge difference, um, you know, just being able to operate in many different cultures. And it makes a lot of sense that that would be one of the things that shaped you. What advice would you give your younger self if you're starting this journey all over again? Well, I guess 2020 is, uh, in hindsight, you know, is always powerful. The importance of building and nurturing networks is what I would tell my younger self. And to truly be intentional and take the time to cultivate strong personal and professional networks early on and throughout my life and career. As we know, everything we do is about relationships, about people, about connections and demonstrating empathy. And I think many times we can be on a certain career path or trajectory and potentially neglect the nurturing and the building that we need to do. So that's truly, upon reflection, what I would tell my younger self. As a marketer, is there are there any topics you feel like more other marketers should be learning more about or, or something that you're trying to learn more about at this moment? 
So I think understanding the customer or the consumer never goes out of style or fashion, right? So that's who we are. We are the ambassadors. We are the voices of our customers and consumers. And if we truly understand them, we're in order to truly understand them, we're going to need to walk in their shoes and understand how they make decisions, what challenges they face, what are their desires and how to have that empathy for them. And then they'll want a personalized, uh, engaging and convenient or seamless interaction with you as a brand. As marketers, we need to explore new business models, new engagement strategies on how to build those relationships, hopefully for the long term, really with both consumers and customers. I would also say uh, we also have to build, it's that art and science, right? And we really need to adopt a a stronger data-driven mindset and capabilities, making decisions based on insights and data, not intuition or opinions of the past, and really expand our use of data analytics, tap into it to really extract the insights and really understand how you build that engagement, that retention, and ultimately that loyalty that we uh, all desire as brands. Um, And then lastly, it's really all about what we said earlier, digital first, meeting people where they want to be and giving them the best possible experience um, and to really delight them. All great topics to dig into for sure. On a personal note, are there any brands or companies or causes that you follow or you think other people should be taking notice of? I've always had a particular interest in tech, and you see that as a common thread throughout my career. So from my perspective, I'm particularly interested and follow Apple and Amazon. Those are obvious choices. However, they are disruptors, not only in their own categories, but even more importantly, across industries. And there's so much to be learned by studying their customer obsession and cultures. For sure. And Amazon, with their, in the US anyway, most recent introduction of uh, prescription drugs, they're getting into the healthcare space as well. Last question for you. What do you feel like is either the largest opportunity or threat to marketers today? From my perspective, Alan, it's demonstrating relevance. It's both an threat as well as an opportunity. And what I mean by that is if you think of internally, We as marketers need to demonstrate relevance by speaking the language of the business, right? We have our own functional jargon and measurements at the end of the day. However, we drive impact to the business and deliver value by contributing to uh, profitable revenue growth and market share gains. And so demonstrating that relevance internally to our leaders and our teams, but also externally. And we saw that very clearly in the pandemic. The brands that were rewarded during the pandemic demonstrated and maintained relevance and really were deep rooted with a sense of purpose. I love that. And one of the recent guests that I've had on, uh, who you probably know, Raja Rajmanar from MasterCard, and his book, his new book, Quantum Marketing. I, I'm a book advocate today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm reading that book. So yes, I recognize his his book for sure. 
Yeah, well, and and he talks about that internal relevance in particular, you know, in terms of marketing as a function and, and speaking the language of business, and and that's I, I agree, I agree, that's a huge one. Um, not to mention purpose, but uh, as well, but uh, that you also mentioned, but uh, definitely maintaining our relevance as as business people, business leaders, as well as marketers. So. Lorraine, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've loved learning about all the change that you're driving and how how you're doing it. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Alan. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.